the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for New Hope Radio on AM 1100 KFAX. This program is the radio ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship in Hayward, a place of healing and restoration. Now here's today's message of hope. Praise God. Praise God. Man, who's ready to get into the word this morning? Come on. You guys alive? You guys awake today? Come on. God has something for all of us today. I know it. How many know that we serve a mighty, mighty, awesome God? Come on. How many in here has a testimony that you could stand up and just testify to the world of what God has done for you? Amen. Come on. God is an awesome God. He has saving power. I'm telling you, in my life, he picked me up. He turned me around. I'm walking on solid ground now. And it's all because of him. It's all because of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is so good. He's so good. He's so good. If you have your Bibles this morning, just go ahead and uh, turn to the book of Joshua. We're going to be talking about Joshua this morning in Joshua chapter 1. And while, while you're turning there, in fact, before we do that, if we want to just hold our Bibles up high, if you have a, an iPhone or a, 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 a tablet or whatever you have, let's just hold them up high this morning and just say what we always say every, every Sunday morning and say this, thy word, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You see, when we say that, that I've hid your word in my heart, God, it means that I'm guarding it with my life. I'm hiding it. I'm meditating on it day and night. and I'm guarding it with everything that I have. So I'm, I'm hiding it because it's a matter of life or death, church. It really is. So the book of Joshua, we're just going to be in the first chapter in the first nine verses this morning. And just to give a little context before we read this, I'm going to read out the NIV version. So if you have an app that you're using, you could tender that version. I'm pretty sure they're going to have it on the screen here. But in the book of Joshua, so what happens? This is right after the book of Deuteronomy. Moses has passed on. And finally, after the Israelites have been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, Joshua is the one that the Lord has raised up to actually lead his people into the promised land. And so what we're seeing here is, is that God is, is giving Joshua some commands and he's encouraging him. And he's saying, Joshua, you're the one that I've chosen. You're the one that I've chosen to lead my people across the river into the land that I promised them. So let's read this, the first nine verses in Joshua chapter one. It says this, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, Son of Nun, Moses' aid. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. 
No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because I will lead these people, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Verse 8. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You know, as I was just seeking the Lord this, this past week or week and a half and just falling before him in his presence and, and just asking him, Lord, what is it that you want for your people? God, what is it that your people need? Lord, would you just lead me? Would you guide me? And, 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 and I woke up one morning and I, and I had a dream. I don't remember the dream, but I woke up one morning and all I could hear in my mind was Joshua, Joshua, Joshua. So I began to read this, the story of Joshua, and I heard the Lord speak a word. And I believe this is a prophetic word for everyone that's listening to this today. And this is what I heard the Lord said. He said this, I'm raising up the modern day Joshua's that would lead my people who have been wandering for far too long, who would, who would rise up. And lead my people across the river into the land that I have promised them. So I begin to seek God and I say, God, well, what is, what does this mean exactly? What does this mean? And and if we read in the New Testament, specifically in first Corinthians chapter 10, the apostle Paul, he tells us this whole chapter is about, is about looking back on the story of the Israelites and how we are to use their story as an example for us who are living today at the end of the age, that we're, we're to look back and, and, and to study them as an example and, and, and as for instruction for us today. You see, the whole Old Testament is, is a shadow that's pointing towards the cross, It's pointing towards Jesus. It's pointing towards the new covenant that we have now because of what Jesus did on the cross. That he died for our sins and he took our sins to the cross so that way we can walk in forgiveness. Everything you've done, everything that you might do today, and everything you'll do in the future has been forgiven because of what Jesus has done on the cross. Amen. Come on. So we're living in grace. We're living in grace because of Jesus. The veil of separation was tore. Now we can come boldly into the presence of God. And he's calling us to live with with this close, intimate relationship with him. And we can only do that because of what Jesus did for us. Amen. So, so, So the Old Testament is pointing towards this, right? And so we're, we're able to now look back 
and, and study the, the life of the Israelites and what they did and how they lived. And, and, and as we read it, we're like, man, they're so stupid. Like, why do they keep on turning their back on God, right? Why do they, why do they one day serve him and the next day they have their serving idols, right? But come on, I mean, how, how many of us, if we could look at the course of our life, we can, we can see some pretty stupid stuff that we've done, right? And we're looking at the course of their history, the course of their hundreds and thousands of years, and, and able just to read it, you know, in a few different books. But, man, if we lived that long, how many know that, that we'd have a lot of stuff that people would look back on and be like, man, those people were ignorant people, right? So, so as I look back on this, and as I begin to read that, and as I heard God say, I'm raising up modern-day Joshua's that would lead my people across the river into the land that I promised them. I said, well, God, what, what, what does that mean exactly? What, what, what does the promised land represent? And I begin to seek him on this, and I begin to just read and study this. And, and see, there's, there's been a lot of hymns and songs written that refer to the promised land for us as believers today, that, that it represents when we pass over into glory and the promised land is heaven. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily wrong, but I don't believe that that's what God is saying in, in this, this prophetic word this morning. And, and the reason why I don't believe that it's heaven that the promised land represents is because if the promised land was heaven, there wouldn't have been giants in that land and there wouldn't have been enemies that needed to be conquered in that land. How many know that when we get to heaven, there's, there's going to be none of that. There's going to be rejoicing. There's going to be worshiping. There's going to be joy exceedingly among all we could ever imagine. So, so I, I don't believe that the promised land represents that. What I believe the promised land and what I believe God is saying today is that the promised land, it represents a way of living that every believer has access to, to live in today. And he's calling us to this life. It, it, it represents when, when, when a believer stands up and begins to walk boldly in the authority that God has given you. Come on. It, it, it represents the will of God. Walking in the will of God. It represents his favor over your life. His hand being upon you as you walk and you know it and you can feel it. It represents the blessings of God in your life. It represents this. It represents when a believer is truly, truly surrendered to God. And, and he begins to walk in true freedom. Saying, God, I, I lay everything down before you, God. Everything. You can have access to, to every part of my heart. I'm not trying to hide anything. Lord, it's all on display for you. You see it all anyway, God. And I surrender it all to you. And then you begin to walk boldly in freedom and yeah. freedom. See, this is, this is what the promised land today represents for us. It represents this, walking in victory. Amen. Walking in victory, not that there's not battles that need to be fought when you're walking in his promise, but, but, but you're walking in victory. And you know that every battle that you come up against, every time that God has called you to battle, that you already have the victory. That he's already gone before you. He's already prepared the way. In fact, you're not, you're not fighting for victory. You're fighting from victory every time. So we're walking in authority. We're walking boldly in victory. It represents growth. It represents fruit coming forth from your life. And how many know that, that 
Growth happens outside of the place that you're comfortable. Growth happens when when you come to this place and you say, God, I I feel that you're calling me to move out of my comfort zone. And, and, And Lord, because of the fact that I trust you, and, and the, because of the fact that you, you've, you've, you've grounded my faith, God, I'm going to step out. And as I begin to step out into the unknown, right. in, into the fact that, God, I don't see the step that I'm stepping out to, but I know that you're with me. See, as you begin to do that and as you begin to walk, you begin to grow. See, that's the place where growth happens, right? So, so growth is happening in this place. And how many know that there's work to do? In the promised land. While you're walking in his promises, there's work to do. Yeah. I taught on this a few, a few weeks ago or, or a month or two ago about how when, when the Israelites were, were in the desert that God had provided manna for them to eat, right? He had provided this every day except on the Sabbath where they were able to go out and collect this manna and it fed them. God himself were, was feeding them in the wilderness. But, but if you read this, you know that when they actually stepped into the promised land, the manna stopped. And, and what happened is they now had to begin to work the ground, but the ground was a fertile ground. And they begin to have to harvest, and they begin to have to plant, and they begin to have to feed themselves. And see, what this represents to us, churches, it represents spiritual maturity starting to happen in our life, where we're no longer are, are we just being fed by what, other, what God is giving other people, but we're actually able to open up the word of God for ourselves. We're actually able to spend time with God ourselves, begin to work the land that he's given us and be in his presence, and now we're being able to feed ourselves. It represents spiritual maturity as we're walking in his promises. Amen? Amen. Amen. It represents this, living with purpose. Real purpose. Walking in your true calling. I don't know if you're like me, but I know that I've been called to do some things for God. And the whole majority of my life, I've been running from that calling. And it wasn't until I just said, God, I'm not going to run anymore from it. I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just going to simply say yes. I'm going to start saying yes to you, God. And so you begin to walk in the calling that God has for you. Amen. Amen. So as I heard God say this, I'm raising up modern-day Joshua's that would, that would lead by example and lead my people across the river into the promised land. And as I begin to realize what that meant as far as as, as far as his believers walking in his promises, I said that God was, what does the Jordan River represent then? And, and, and I believe that it represents this immovable, uncrossable obstacle that's separating God's people on the other side of his promise. It's separating them from, from walking in his true promise, right? It's this obstacle. We all come against obstacles we all face opposition in our life and we're going to talk about that in just a second because because the more opposition that you're facing especially when you're when you're trying to live your life out for God that's a good sign because that means that you're headed in the right direction right it's a good sign so it represents this this obstacle that's separating God's people from being in the desert wandering in the desert to walking in his promise and here's the thing we know that The Israelites, they couldn't go around it. They had to go through it. 
And I believe that God is saying that to us today. He's like, listen, you, you've been praying that I would just take you out of this situation. Or you've been praying that, that somehow, God, you would just make this go away. But what God is saying is like, no, I want you to pray and understand that I'm with you. And I want to take you through this because there's something that needs to be developed in you while you go through this for what I have for you to walk in on the other side. You have to experience this. You have to know that I'm with you. In that place is when your faith begins to grow. And as your faith begins to grow, what I have you to walk in on the other side, you're going to be able to walk boldly in. You're going to be able to look back and see where I brought you through. And so God is saying, instead of asking me to, to just get you out of this situation, just ask me to reveal to myself that I'm with you. And God, what is it? That, that you're trying to show me through this. Lord, whatever it is, Lord, I'm, I'm open to it, God. And I know that I know that you're going to get me through it. So it represents something that you can't go around. You have to, to go through. How many of you have been praying for a breakthrough in your life? Have any of you been praying for that? It's a great prayer to pray. God, I need a breakthrough. I need a spiritual breakthrough. I need a financial breakthrough. Whatever it is, I need a breakthrough. In my life. And it's not a bad prayer. It's a good prayer. But I think we have to understand what breakthrough really is. What is breakthrough? And I've taught on this before in the past. But, but, but listen to this. Breakthrough is actually a, it's, it's a military term. Right? Where, where you have one army that is fighting against an enemy opposition. Right? And, and this, this one army is in... Is, is fighting to either take back the land that was taken for them or to take the land that they know is their land to take, to take new territory, right? And so what happens is, is when, when this army, it, it sees maybe it's a city and they're saying, we need to take this city. It's in the enemy territory. What happens is the enemy sees that this is about to happen and there's an enemy line, right? There's always an enemy line. And, and when the army begins to approach that strategic point where they say, we're going to take this new territory, the enemy sees that. And the enemy, and you have to hear this, sends all of the opposition that it has at that point to defend what is theirs. So, so while we're praying for breakthrough, all of a sudden, some of you are now facing all this opposition in your life. All of a sudden, you feel like you're, you're, you're paddling upstream and everything is just coming at you. God, I've been praying for a breakthrough, Lord, and I'm seeking you. And now all of a sudden, it just seems like everything is just going wrong and all this stuff is happening. And for so many believers, you give up at that point. And what God is saying is, is listen, the fact that you're coming up against opposition is a testament to the fact that breakthrough is just on the horizon for you. So if you're, if you're facing some things today, and if you've been praying and you've been seeking God and you just feel like everything's going wrong, just know that breakthrough is on the horizon for you. I love what it says in, in the book of Galatians. In Galatians 6 verse 9, I believe, it says this. It says, it says don't get tired or don't, don't grow weary in doing what is good. And then, depending on what translation it says, for in, in due season, which means at just the right time, you're going to reap a harvest of blessing if you don't give up. If you don't give up. Come on. So, 
We're, we're, praying, we're praying for breakthrough, but we have to understand what that comes with. That it's going to come with a little bit of opposition. Because anything worth defending is going to be defended, right? And as the enemy sees you beginning to be, listen, when you were just stagnant and when you were just sitting not doing nothing, a lot of times the, the enemy don't even worry about you, right? But when you begin to move, when you begin to seek God, and when you begin to actually start to take the new territory that God has already blessed you with and given you and called you to take, a lot of times you're going to face a lot of opposition before you actually begin to walk in the promises of God. But just know that breakthrough is right on the horizon. Amen. So there will always be a Jordan River or an enemy line standing in between you in the desert and you walking in the promises of God. There will always be that opposition. And God wants you to know that only he can get you through it. Only he can get you through it. And that he's with you in the midst of it. He's with you in the middle of it. He's already gone before you and prepared the way for you. And he's with you every step of the way. And I believe that what God is calling his people to today is this simple word. Move. Move. It's time to move, people of God. In fact, this is the word that God gave me personally for 2022. At the beginning of this year, I heard God say, the word for you this year, Randy, is move. And I had no idea a few months in what I would be coming up against in my life. And the different oppositions and the different unknown things that are just surrounding me even right now this very day. But I still hear God say, move, move. I want you to continue move. And, and, but you can't. You can't forget this thing that comes along with that. Move, for I am with you. Move, for I am with you. What if, what if every time that you were walking into an unknown situation or an unknown season, a spiritual battle in your life, if you heard the voice of God And you actually heard him. You heard him say it in your ears, your physical ears. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. I know, I know you have to, to walk into this today. I know that, that, that it seems like there's no way out of the situation, but I am with you. Can you imagine the strength that you would find in that? The courage that you would find in that? But, but see, it it says that in his word. That's one of God's promises is that he's with us. He's with us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. So God is saying, move, for I am with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deviate a little bit here from, from my notes, but I just feel God leading us to, to, to talk about this just for a moment. As I read the, the book before Joshua, which is Deuteronomy, in, in, in the 30th chapter, I believe, while Moses was still alive, he was basically on his last breath, and he was giving the people of God, one final command. He knew that they were about to cross over. He knew that, that God had raised up Joshua to be the one to take them over. He knew that he wasn't going to be able to enter into the promised land. God would allow him to see it on a mountain that he would die on, but, but he knew that he wasn't going to be the one to actually lead them into the land. And, and, and God, through Moses, is giving the Israelites one of his final commands that he uses Moses to give them. And it's a simple command. And he says this. He says, behold, I stand before you this day. And before you are two paths. There's the path of life. 
and the path of death. There's a path of, of my blessings and prosperity is down this path and death and destruction is down this path. And, and, and as I begin to read that, I begin to, 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 to hear God say, my people are at a crossroads right now. No longer do I want them to walk down the middle ground where they serve me one day and the next day they're not serving me. Where, where, where one day, man, I am, I am their top priority. I'm sitting on the throne of their heart. And then the next day, there's an idol in my place. And, and, and see what, what the Lord spoke through Moses. He says, this word, this command that I'm giving you today, it's, it's not a command where it's too difficult for you to understand, where you need to bring the prophets in here to, to translate what I'm trying to tell you. You don't have to go across the ocean and, and, bring, and find out what I'm trying to say. No, this word, this command, it's on your lips and it's in your heart. And it's simple that you would either choose this day life, or death. And then he says this. He says, and oh, that you would choose life. Oh, that you would choose life. And, and, and here's what he does. He breaks it down and he says, and this is how you choose this path. And he says three things. He says, number one, to love the Lord your God. Number two, the way to choose life is to keep his commands which means his word, keep them, guard them with your life. And then number three, simply he says, to walk in his ways. So how, how, how do we choose life, people of God, to love him, to love God, to keep his commands and to walk in his ways? Three things, right? Three things. This has been New Hope Radio, a ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship. You're invited to worship with them at 22110 Montgomery Street in Hayward. Services are held Sundays at 10 a.m. For other service times and more information, see New Hope Christian Fellowship online at nhcfonline.org. That's nhcfonline.org. Join us next week at this time for New Hope Radio here on AM 1100 KFAX. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.